block sports, big 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 block sports. Big block sports. This is episode B. We're gonna get into week eleven NFL picks. Last week I was seven and seven on the dot straight five hundred. So this week I'm hoping to get in the green, get a couple more dubs. I should have probably looked at this before I started the episode to kind of get my bearings, but you know what? Forget it. Let's just let's just get out here. Let's make some picks. Let's talk about what team's gonna win and why. We'll talk about the lines. Um, but let's not waste any more time. Thursday night football. New England Patriots at the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, the Patriots are a six and a half point favorite. Whew. I like the I, I like the Patriots to win this game, even though it, it is in Atlanta. I do think, however, the Falcons could probably cover that six and a half. Now, the Patriots, you know, are good. They've put up 40 points twice this year against lesser teams, but I, I don't think the Falcons, um, I think the Falcons are not as good as the Browns, but the Browns are banged up. I think the Falcons are a healthy team. Um, I just think, again, they don't have the talent to compete with the Patriots defensively. I'm taking the New England Patriots, but like I said, I. I, I, I believe the Falcons can cover that six and a half points. Uh, New Orleans Saints at the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, a very hard game. The Eagles are favored by one and a half points. Like I said in episode A, if you just came over from episode A, thank you for coming over to episode B. Eagles, they either win by 40 or they lose by 40. <laughs> um, Saints, like I mentioned, uh, are trying to figure out their quarterback position. Simeon, Simeon is what he is. You know, he was um, basically kind of like third on the quarterback totem pole. It was Jameis and Taysom Hill competing in so many ways. And they put Simeon in just because he was more prepped and he's more of a quarterback quarterback than Taysom Hill because Taysom Hill probably spent a lot of time during that week um, you know, prepping as the, the offensive weapon that he is versus prepping for the game plan and everything as a quarterback. I know the New Orleans Saints defense is very good. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to roll with the Philadelphia Eagles two weeks in a row. They just had a huge game. The game is at Philadelphia. Uh, the Saints a dome team. We're getting into the winter months here, so I can uh, assume there's going to be some chilly weather for this game. I'm going to take the Philadelphia Eagles with the victory. Miami Dolphins at the New York Jets. Now, this game, the Dolphins are a three-and-a-half-point favorite. Um, I'm not sure if Zach Wilson is going to start for the Jets. I think if Zach Wilson starts, the game might be a little bit closer. Um, but if if Mike White starts again, Dolphins are going to win this game easily. I think what the Jets lack right now is just organization and cohesion. Sometimes you look at their plays and they they 
they have illegal shifts and all these procedure plays that usually teams are able to clean up in the off season. Whereas I think the Dolphins, um, they struggle because their talent is lacking at times. Now they're, they're for the most part, um, an organized bunch. They just do not have the talent to compete with some teams, but I do think they have the talent to compete with the New York Jets. I think the Jets, again, we, we didn't expect much from them. I think the Dolphins take this game over the New York Jets. Washington football team at the Carolina Panthers. The Carolina Panthers are a two and a half point favorite. They are prepping Cam Newton to start versus his former head coach, Ron Rivera, who needing a quarterback. And, and I, and, uh, you know, again, I, I do podcasts with uh, various of my friends on social media and in the world. And Mr. Memorial Drive always, know that sports, brought it up several times. Ron Rivera spent several seasons with uh, Cam Newton there in Carolina. He comes to Washington. He uh, starts with Fitzpatrick. And I can see maybe from a, you know, with him being a new coach, uh, the ownership may not have been, he may not have had that wiggle room to just go out and bring Cam with him. But then um, Fitzpatrick went down. Heineke was inconsistent. You you heard stories about them working out quarterbacks. They didn't bring in Cam Newton. And it was almost an indictment on him as a football player. If this coach who has been with you in your, and this is one, this wasn't like he got Cam when he was like some scrub. Like this is, when Cam won MVP and they went to the Super Bowl, like Ron Rivera was the coach and he didn't feel he was good enough. He didn't feel he was better than Taylor Heineke. Wow. It said, it does say a lot. And I a hundred percent agree with him. So this game, him going back to, I'm sorry, him coming in to the game, facing his former team is not his former team, his former coach that, kind of shunned him from my perspective. He's going to be fired up. I think, again, the Carolina Panthers have talent. Christian McCaffrey did not get hurt. It's always a great week when CMC does not get hurt. They have Hubbard there now to take some of the workload off of him. Uh, DJ Moore, I remembered his name this week, elite wide receiver. Uh, Robbie Anderson caught a touchdown. Fast guy, can really run all the routes on the route tree. So I like Carolina. Defensively, again, they can get after the quarterback. We saw that in the Arizona game. They caused Colt McCoy to fumble. So I like Carolina to defeat the Washington football team. I think they will also cover those two and a half points. I do not think the Washington football team, the game may start out close, but I think as the game progresses, they will they will begin to wear down that Washington Redskin, Washington. Washington flying W's defense, especially with Chase Young being out. Even though he was in a bit of a slump this season, um, you just don't replace a player of his caliber. Uh, you got to use, you got to hope somebody else steps up. Oh, this next this next game's a, a good one here. We got the Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. The Bills are six and a half point favorites. I I I'd take those points if I was a better um, 
I'd take six and a half with the Colts. But I don't, I don't think they're going to win the game. I think the Buffalo Bills have too much. Um, I think they are more complete than the Colts. I think both of the teams um, have talent on offense. Both of the teams have talent on defense. I do think the Colts are a little more physical than the Bills, but the safeties for the Buffalo Bills are a lot better than the safeties for the Indianapolis Colts. The linebackers, outside of, uh, obviously, the maniac, Darius Leonard, I think as a unit, the Buffalo Bills linebackers as a unit are more complete than the Indianapolis Colts uh, unit, not Darius Leonard. I think the wide receivers for the Bills are obviously better than the Indianapolis Colts. Josh Allen is better than Carson Wentz. Jonathan Taylor is better than the running back for the Buffalo Bills, uh, Moss or Singletary or whoever it might be. But um, I do think the Buffalo Bills win this game. I do think the Colts will cover, though. Detroit Lions at the Cleveland Browns. Browns are a nine and a half point favorite. The Detroit Lions coming off of a, a tough, tough matchup here, almost besting the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Baker's having a hard time. Defensively, you know, I'm not sure what's going on with the Cleveland Browns. Um, Nick Chubb. Was not now. What I will say is that Nick Chubb was um, out because of COVID the last game, so I, I know that played a huge factor. And again, Kareem Hunt is also out. I gotta see if Hunt. I'm sorry if uh, Chubb is playing. I think if Chubb is playing, it takes a lot of pressure off of Baker, and it'll allow them to control the ball. Um, and I think the Cleveland Brown defense can continue to make Jared Goff do Goff-like things. But I think the Lions have shown that they have an effective running game. And that allows Goff to, you know, check down his way to a couple of first downs here and there. Uh, or run uh, and convert, you know, third and shorts. Dang, like I, I really, I really want to take the Lions, but I probably only want to take them because the Browns, I'm just not high on the Browns. But if I think about this objectively, there's no way that the Detroit Lions would have a chance in this game. Even the Browns going through the injuries that they have at running back, um, losing a talent like OBJ. I think defensively, they just have too much between Miles Garrett and their secondary um, for the Lions. So I am taking the Cleveland Browns over the Detroit Lions. I really want to, I'm not going to pick them, but good luck, Lions. Good luck. Shock the world. San Francisco 49ers at the Jacksonville Jaguars. We are a five and a half point favorite. I swear to God, Kyle. I swear to God. Did I make this decree against Arizona? I can't remember. I don't know, but listen. Kyle, Jacksonville is four, maybe five hours away driving. 
if it's like the third quarter and we're losing and we're going to lose the game, I have more than enough time to get in my car and drive up there and flatten the tires on the team plane. And you guys will be forced to spend an entire week or however long it takes them to fix that tire in Jacksonville. Now, I I, I also will be there because I will then get locked up for, you know, trespassing on an airport or whatever, but it'll be worth it. Swear to God, Kyle, don't make me do it. But 49ers at, dang, you know what? I should try and go to that game. <laughs> Forget going to the airport to slash tires. I should try and be at the stadium. Tickets are probably cheap. Um, but I'm taking the 49ers. I don't I think we will cover the five and a half points. If we can put the game together like we did last week, there's no reason why the Jacksonville Jaguars should even they should we should we should be able to make them quit in the second quarter. We should just run them run them into run them all the way to St. Augustine, Florida, which is a couple of miles outside of Jacksonville. Next game is the Houston Texans at the Tennessee Titans. The Titans are 10 and a half point favorites. I gotta like I gotta like those odds for the Texans though when we talk about covering. Um, you know, again, the Texans, Brandon Cooks is having an excellent season. So ten and a half points. They could probably cover that, but I, I don't think they'll win the game. I think Tennessee Titans, even without Derrick Henry, they have figured out a way to effectively run the ball without him with the combination of backs. They've been playing consistent defense. So I'm taking the Tennessee Titans over the Houston Texans. Woo. Division game, Green Bay Packers at the Minnesota Vikings. Again, everything in me wants to really take the Vikings, but that's more of just, you know, that's. I think somebody posted it <laughs> under what am I, uh, usually after I, after I make the picks the following day of, you know, Tuesday or Wednesday, whenever the, the games are over, I'll post like check marks or X's if I pick the games right or wrong. And this was the week where we played Arizona. And uh, there was a comment under that, that right or wrong, because I was wrong. I think I was wrong on like, all, I think I only got like two or three picks right that week. And he said, you know, I could tell this week you were picking with your heart. So if I was picking with my heart, I'd pick Minnesota. But if I'm picking with my brain, I got to pick the Green Bay Packers. They're the number one team in the conference. Aaron Rodgers is better than Kirk Cousins. Dalvin Cook, we're not really even sure if he will be disciplined between now and then. He was able to play the last game. I could say Jefferson, Justin Jefferson and Devontae Adams maybe kind of cancel each other out. I don't, I, obviously... Uh, Devontae Adams has been doing it longer than Justin Jefferson, but I think they both impact the game significantly from the wide receiver position. So then I got to turn to the defense. Uh, Minnesota Vikings have a good defense. Green Bay Packers also have a pretty good defense. They have some players that they're expecting back from injury. Not entirely sure if they're going to get the entire gamut back this week, but I didn't think about Aaron Jones, I believe he hurt his foot, so he, he's probably not going to play this game. Dylan, though, D AJ Dylan is a hard tackle. Like even when he loses yards, he's still 
falling forward for a yard. So maybe it was a three yard loss, but it probably would have been a six yard loss. But this guy like just whoop, like he's a he's a load, as they say. So I think they can tweak the offense because um, I know Aaron Jones brings that speed factor, that receiver factor, almost like a Raheem Mostert factor to the Green Bay offense because we run very similar systems. LaFleur and Shanahan have history. So I think they are able to tweak the offense to overcome the loss of Aaron Jones if he's not able to play. I'm going to take the Green Bay Packers over the Minnesota Vikings. It's a two and a half point spread. Packers are probably cover, but not, you know, the Packers are probably win by three. <laughs> um, it just ruined everybody's day with the point five. Baltimore Ravens at the Chicago Bears. The Ravens are six and a half point favorites. I know that the Ravens definitely are coming off of a letdown versus Miami. The Bears are coming off. Did they play last week? No, I want to say the Bears were on a bye. So the Bears did have some time to watch uh, what Miami did. Now, what I will say is I don't think the Bears have the secondary. And when I say secondary, specifically I mean Xavier Howard. I don't think they have a corner like Xavier Howard who basically allowed them to blitz because he was able to shadow Hollywood Brown or Sammy Watkins, whoever the big play receiver was on the field at that time. I don't think the Bears have somebody like that. So if they do want to try those presser packages, I think they're going to have a harder time doing it with their secondary. I also think that it was a great learning experience for Lamar. And I think one thing that Lamar has shown and, and Harbaugh and the coaching staff in general has shown is that they can adjust. They can, they can um, realize the, the situation that they're in. For example, they lost all their running backs yet. They continue to rush effectively. So early again, early on in the season, their offensive line looked very suspicious and they figured out a way to get them to play together better. So I think overcoming some of those things they saw in the Miami game, you know, will be an easy fix for them. I also wonder with Lamar Jackson coming home in so many ways, he's originally from Fort Lauderdale, which is, you know, people just assume Miami is Fort Lauderdale and vice versa, but we're two very different communities. They just the counties, we're in two different counties, Dade and Broward County. Very different, um, very similar in some ways, but you cannot tell a person from Fort Lauderdale, oh, you from Miami, they will not be happy about it and vice versa. <coughs> but he is from the South Florida area. Could some, could, could he have maybe felt some sort of additional pressure to um, act out in front of uh, his home stadium especially against uh, a team like the Dolphins he probably watched growing up he had his number retired over the weekend for Louisville um, which is an excellent accomplishment I want to say there are two quarterbacks that they showed Johnny Unitas and Lamar Jackson the only two retired numbers for the University of Louisville Louisville so that's what's up but did that impact him you know time time I always say this, I sound like I'm at work, but time is finite. Time spent doing one thing is time not spent doing something else. So great stuff coming home, great stuff. 
um, being able to take advantage of that number retirement ceremony. But that was time spent away from the team, time spent away from the playbook, time spent away from the game plan, especially on a short week. Cincinnati Bengals at the Las Vegas Raiders. As is, this is even the uh, it's a one and a half point favorite, which is basically like we don't know who's gonna win. <laughs> if you see a one and a half point favorite, they don't know who's gonna win. Nobody knows who's gonna win because one and a half points. A team like the way the score the scoring is one and a half points basically two points. So we're saying that a team is gonna win by some sort of a safety or some sort of a missed extra point. It, it would just take a very unique score for a team to win by two points. Um, but again, if the game comes down to a team winning by two points, that has to be a very tight matchup. Cincinnati Bengals at the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Both of these teams are very questionable. At the quarterback position, both quarterbacks have shown elite level talent and then other times it's like bro what are you doing um jamar chase excellent hasn't really shown any inconsistencies las vegas raiders uh you know they have a collection of wide receivers renfro edwards zay jones uh deshaun jackson had a he didn't have a lot but he did have i want to say one or two catches it was for like and it was for like 30 yards um so as they integrate him more and more into the offense, can he be uh, an effective piece? Joe Mixon versus Josh Jacobs. I think Mixon has been healthier. I think Jacobs is a, is slower. I do think Jacobs is a little harder to tackle, but Mixon is they're great, both great running backs. Um, I think uh, Jacobs has a little more wiggle room in the hole. But both great backs. Dang. Defensively, <sighs> Sam Hubbard. So old uh, Max Crosby didn't go to Ohio State, but um, Sam Hubbard, Max Crosby. I don't think nah, Geno Atkins ain't over there no more. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's hard knocks days with uh, Herm, not Herm Edwards. Uh, I can't think of the guy's name now. Damn, what's the coach's name? But he's he got fired. Marvin uh, was Marvin Lewis on that episode. It was Marvin, yeah, Marvin Lewis. Yeah, Marvin Lewis. There we go. I was actually thinking about somebody else, but forget it. I'm just distracting from the fact that I have no idea who's gonna win this game. It's in Las Vegas. East Coast team coming to the West Coast. Uh Wow. AFC game. It's calculating. Just give me a second here. It's almost done. I really, I really feel like the Cincinnati Bengals should win the game. But again, the Bengals, just like the Raiders, are always this kind of team where it's like, this is the year. And then they go eight and eight and eight, seven and nine or whatever um and that's kind of what happened with cincinnati this year right like it was like this is the year and 
it hasn't it's been oh it's been better you know i want to say this is probably the best they've been same thing with the raiders is probably the best they've been but is it the best between the two of them not quite sure i am going to go with the cincinnati Bengals. i think joe burrow will outplay Derek carr i think the raiders are gonna begin to flounder here they've kind of skated by those two weeks without an nfl head coach so much of what an nfl coach does is not on sundays obviously the coach is out there but so much of what an nfl coach does is tuesday wednesday thursday friday motivating the team finalizing the game plan um creating the vibe for the week and how much longer can the interim special team coach do that versus Zach Taylor? They he has the unit playing better than they've ever played. They they also have the fact that he's a younger guy. He is uh learning together with Joe Burrow, with Jamar Chase. They have a fairly young team. They're all kind of coming up together in it. So I'm going to take the Cincinnati Bengals. That was way too long of a pick, but Bengals. Arizona Cardinals at the Seattle Seahawks. Two and a half points for the Arizona uh Sorry, for the Seahawks. The Arizona Cardinals were two and a half point favorites. Seattle looked bad last week. Russell missed a lot of throws. And as much as he wants to say he's back and he did all his rehab, you know, the, the middle finger, you could tell his throws were not quite there. Even his deep balls, which is usually like the most accurate moon ball you could ever throw. He just had a hard time putting it in a spot. And, and you know, if it was like, you know, a pinky finger, maybe even a thumb, I could, I could, I could see him kind of overcoming that. But the middle finger, you know, between the middle finger and the, the pointer finger here, these are the last two fingers to kind of touch the ball when a quarterback releases it. So uh, I could just see he was not putting the ball in the places it needed to be. And I think Arizona has a ball hawk defense that's going to take advantage of that. They have a pass rush that, again, is going to continue to get after Russell Wilson. Kyler Murray may or may not play. But I think Colt McCoy has way less to fear versus Seattle than he did versus Carolina. <coughs> Excuse me. So I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals over Seattle, Se Seattle Seahawks. I could see the Seahawks covering those two and a half points, though. You know, like a one-point game, I could see it happening. Dallas Cowboys at the Kansas City Chiefs. I got to say, this is probably... Yeah, this is the game of the week right here. This, this is the, hey, could it be a Super Bowl preview? I don't know. Chiefs are number one in the division, their division. Cowboys are number one in their division. Opposite divisions here. Now the game is at Kansas City Chiefs. I'm going to take, I almost said I'm going to take the Cowboys. Like I was really confident. And then, you know what popped into my head? Cowboys going Cowboys. <laughs> Oh. Chiefs are a two and a half point favorite. 
And Dallas Cowboys defense is tough, man. Um, Diggs, Diggs, Diggs on in the secondary is very boomer bust though. For the most part, he's been booming, but there's been a couple plays where it's like, yo, what is this dude doing? Um, dang, Kansas City defense again. I know they bowed up against Seattle, but that's not saying much. Um, I'm taking the Cowboys. I just think. I believe that the Cowboys, if they stick with running the ball, they can exploit the secondary of the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, it's going to be a very difficult task if they do not convert on third down. If the Cowboys are not like 80% on third downs or 70% on third downs, they're not going to win the game. They're going to have to stay on the field. They're going to have to convert third downs. They're going to have to score touchdowns and not kick field goals. They can do it. Dak can throw the ball. CeeDee Lamb is coming on strong. Amari Cooper is always coming on strong. Even Cedric Wilson, uh, number one, has his moments in uh, uh, in um replacing Michael Gallup. I'm gonna take the Dallas Cowboys over the Kansas City Chiefs. Maybe I'm still bitter about the Super Bowl. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> uh Pittsburgh Steelers at the Los Angeles Chargers. Um, you know, a couple of weeks ago it's like, yo, blowout, like the Chargers are gonna murder these fools, but um the Chargers are reeling, they've lost three, maybe four of the last five games. The Steelers lost, I think, Chase Claypool to an injury. I got to see if he's actually playing. But um, Big Ben was on the COVID list. Not sure if he's going to be back. I think if Duck Hodges plays, it's probably going to be more of a wash. If Big Ben plays, I could see Pittsburgh being competitive. But with TJ Watt being out, I'm not really sure how they're going to be able to get after Justin Herbert. And I picked the Chargers last week and got burned. But I really think, again, the Pittsburgh Steelers, a lot of holes on that team. A lot of talent. A lot of talent, but a lot of holes. Um, I'm going to take the Los Angeles Chargers over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And the last game, New York Giants at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Buccaneers are 11.5-point favorites. Seems like an easy pick. I, I like the Giants. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's Daniel Jones. I'm not sure what it is. But they're like my, like one of my favorite sorry teams. Like, you know, you have a team that you just know they're trash. But you, you always feel like, yo, like I want something good to happen to them. I'm not sure why that is, though. I got to think about it. But, yeah, um, I, like, I like the New York Giants personally, not as a football team. <laughs> but the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are going to win this game. Now, if you're a betting man, those 11 and a half points, I could see that. I could, that's, that's, that's easy money right there, especially with Tom Brady, uh, the way he's been playing the last few weeks, throwing interceptions. It's very possible this could be a very close game. Uh, but it's also very possible because the game is at home. Tam, Tom Brady is pissed that this game gets out of hand quickly. But I think even in garbage time, they could probably bring it close to within – you know, 10, within 11 and a half points, basically 12 points. 
But I'm taking the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to win the game. And those are my week 11 NFL picks. Let me just recap it again for you guys. I got New England Patriots over the Atlanta Falcons. I'm taking the Eagles over the Saints in basically a coin flip. I'm taking the Dolphins over the New York Jets. I'm taking the Carolina Panthers over. I'm taking Carolina Panthers and Cam Newton over Ron Rivera. A little bit of... Uh, humble pie. Well, not really humble pie. It's not like he's bragging. Is it Crow? Yeah, whatever Whatever he's going to feed Ron Rivera. Carolina Panthers are going to win that game. Buffalo Bills over the Indianapolis Colts. Cleveland Browns over the Detroit Lions. San Francisco 49ers over the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tennessee Titans over the Houston Texans. Green Bay Packers over the Minnesota Vikings. Baltimore Ravens over the Chicago Bears. Cincinnati Bengals over the Las Vegas Raiders. And again, another kind of coin flip game. I'm taking the Arizona Cardinals over the Seattle Seahawks in that division matchup. Dallas Cowboys over the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, I think that's going to be the most competitive game that we probably have on the agenda. Um, I mean, there will be competitive games, but not because both of the teams are good. It's because both of the teams are not that good, like the Dolphins and the Jets. I'm sure that game will be very competitive, but for different reasons. <laughs> uh, but I'm taking the Dallas Cowboys uh, over the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm taking the Los Angeles Chargers over the Pittsburgh Steelers. And again, to round out the week on Monday Night Football, Tampa Bay over the New York Giants. Again, this is Big Block Sports, episode 10B. If you're looking for storylines, uh, NFL opinion-based content, always check out episode A. Every week, episode A is storylines, NFL content, opinion-based media. Uh, episode B is always going to be the upcoming week's picks versus the spread and just general analysis of how I think the games are going to go this upcoming weekend. Thank you guys so much for coming back. If you haven't already, like, subscribe. If you're listening via Spotify, CastBox, SoundCloud, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spreaker FM, um, however you're listening to me, thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Malcolm May. This is Big Block Sports. We out.